0: Apparently, millennials, as a generation, which is a group of people who were born approximately uh, 1984 and after, um, uh, are tough to manage. And they're accused of being entitled and narcissistic, self-interested, unfocused, lazy. But entitled is the big one. Surprise, motherfucker.
1: What's going on everybody? Uh, your host Andrew Djokovic on the microphone. Joined as always by Eric, my co-host. Oh, it will sound like that. What? You
0: don't sound excited. It's, I'm not. I'm
1: just getting ready for the final podcast, oh, you know, man. of the night. Uh, live podcast at the Hive here. So Number three. That's right. Yeah, this has been fun. I need you to bring the energy this time. Woo woo! Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. Maybe don't bring the energy. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll get up and start dancing. Okay, yeah, check this out on YouTube if you're not, just for that, okay. <laughs> we got someone special this time for our guests. Yeah, you so I introduce you. should introduce. Uh, my girlfriend, Caitlin Dresdo, got randomly selected to join us. For um, oh, randomly? At, Close. Okay. Randomly. Everybody yeah. saw. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, joined us at the table. So, Caitlin, how are you tonight?
2: I'm doing pretty good tonight. Kind of surprised I was picked, but I'm happy to be here.
1: If it was rigged, you shouldn't be. Uh (laughs) Right, right. I'm surprised. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, you braved the cold. You came downtown, so we appreciate it. Here Um, to support you. Yes. No, thank you. And Eric.
2: And Eric, yes, both of you. you. Can't forget about you. That's (laughs)
1: right. Um, So, your first podcast experience. Why don't you um, start out by telling people who you are, where you're from, and what you do?
2: Yeah, my name is Caitlin Dresdo. I am a special education teacher here in Milwaukee. I am from Fort Atkinson, also went to school at (laughs) UW-Whitewater, and yeah, that's what I'm doing.
1: Okay. You live in West Dallas now, right?
2: I do live in West Dallas. So, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you
0: know
1: that? Just double checking. Yes, (laughs) validating, because I'm trying to lead you to a conversation. So, um, I wanted to bring up, you came from Fort Atkinson, you moved to Milwaukee. What was your thought of the downtown of the city of Milwaukee before you moved and now after you moved?
2: Yeah, well, I at first I wasn't excited about it at all. <laughs> you know that. And why did you move here? <laughs> well, I moved here, I mean, I got my internship um, mm-hmm. from Whitewater to do a student teaching position in West Dallas, and that's kind of how I ended up here, and then from that was offered a job at a different school in that district and kind of liked it I mean I came from a really small town where there's not much to do so it's definitely nice to have lots of things to do different things to do different people to meet, and that's been probably my favorite part is that there's always something going on and always something to do
1: that yeah it's very true and I only ask because I feel like downtown Milwaukee still has this bad connotation for people who don't Come here often. I think it is slowly starting to change, especially as more things like the Forum and the Deer District bring more people down here and they see what has happened outside of that, because I think a lot of great businesses have come up, um, as well as a lot of cleaning has been done in the city, I think, in general. Um, and then great things like this, like Milwaukee Startup Week happen. So that's why I asked, because I don't think you had the greatest idea of Milwaukee before. I you.
2: didn't. I was a little nervous about it, and I know my mom was nervous about it, too. <laughs> she was not happy when I told her I was moving to Milwaukee, especially where I did my student teaching it wasn't the greatest area, but I'm still here. I'm alive. <laughs> my
0: grandparents felt the same way.
2: Yeah.
0: I initially wanted to go to Chicago, so they were a little bit more excited when I told them Milwaukee. Eric, why do you keep trying to go to the city?
2: And you're even from Racine, which is not... No, it's the not. best area. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Really they didn't
1: get the memo. Just throw a scene under the bus like that. <laughs> <laughs> you live in Stalys if you really want to. Have it. It's a nice area. <laughs> I've never been in the gas station while it's been robbed before.
2: <laughs> I have. Oh,
0: there you go. That's a story. Well,
1: yeah,
2: I'm, let's hear about that quick. Um, why? Well, I, I don't remember why I had to go to the gas station. I think I need to go to I'll the eight- gas <laughs> no, it was It was like randomly at night. Cause it was like, it was like 8 PM and it's right up the road. It's like okay. two blocks from my house. I ran up there. I think I need to use the ATM. And after I used the ATM, I was like, Oh crap. I need to like, I need to break one of these bills. So I have money to pay for whatever I needed to pay for. I don't remember. And so I went and grabbed a mountain Jew. And as I'm like, by the soda, some guy comes in, he walks behind the counter and, like, hip-checks one of the workers out of the way and steals, like, six cartons of cigarettes. And I'm just kind of, like, in the back of the gas station, like, um, what the hell's going on here? Like, really nervous about it. And it was just two women working behind the counter. And I was the only other person in the store. And then he ran out. So, like, there you was no... stole cigarettes? Yeah, he literally came in, Seriously. stole, like, six cartons of cigarettes not the cartons like the, the boxes yeah. of cartons mm-hmm. of cigarettes and then went out hey, and it I tells was you about the type of criminal yeah I mean at least take he, the needed,
0: cash back there. he
2: needed those cigarettes but it was really funny not funny it was
0: sad it was sad
2: <laughs> you know actually it was kind of scary because I'm like shit like does he have like a gun, a gun or something right. like is he gonna come at me did he see me I was just at the ATM so I have cash on me now
0: and there was no guns involved?
2: No guns involved, no weapons, no nothing. He literally just, like, pushed him out of the way, grabbed the cigarettes, and then I guess they're supposed to just, like, let him walk out. They're not even supposed to, like, stand in his way because they don't want to get hurt, you know? Right. And then,
0: nonetheless.
2: Yeah, and then they called the cops, and I have not ever gone back to that gas station <laughs> at night. <laughs> I have gotten gas there during the day, but never again at night by myself. Good
0: reasons. Yes. Cool. T- tell us a little bit more about who Kaylin is. Like what exactly you do for school. Like for a job now. Your teacher. But yeah. What
2: exactly? um, so I'm a special ed teacher. I work in West Dallas at an elementary school. I work with 4K through second grade students. I've got 13 kiddos on my caseload this year. Um, I'm in a kind of a unique opportunity where I'm part of a classroom that's um, a one-two split, so first and second grade students and there's 11 of my students in that classroom. And I spend most of my day with those kiddos. And then I've just got one other classroom I'm in with my kindergartners.
0: And are you, is it all like a specific classroom? Are they in the class? Like how exactly does that work?
2: Yeah. So I do what's called cross cat um, teaching. So cross cat is I'm in the classroom with them. And then some of my students who have, who are a little bit lower in either reading or math or You know, behavior skills, social skills, that kind of stuff. I pull them out of the classroom for specific interventions. And then the rest of my time, I just kind of support them in the classroom with any activity they're doing, whether it's writing, math, reading, art, any other project we might be doing, as well as just kind of supporting being there for any times they're acting up or need a break, anything like that. Okay.
0: Is it what you expected when you went to school for it?
2: Yeah, well, I didn't go to school to be a teacher oh. to start with.
0: <laughs> what did you go to school
2: for? I started out as a bio major. I wanted to do occupational oh, okay. therapy. Yeah, and at Whitewater, I picked the school before I picked really what I wanted to do. So I went in for o- occupational therapy, and I was going to do my undergrad and then go on and get my master's in OTS. It's a um, another two-year program after the four-year degree. And I hated every single class I was in. They were so hard. I was failing chemistry, failing biology. I hated going to class. It was horrible. So I just kind of said, This is probably not what I want to do. I can't do another three years of this. And I left. I studied abroad and continued with some psychology courses because that was kind of an interest of mine. And then while I was there, I knew I wanted to work with kids because I wanted to do OT in the schools. But didn't want to continue with those science classes. So then I decided, let's try special ed and see how that goes. And I started and I loved it. From the first field experience I was in, I was like, yep, this is where this is where I should be. Okay. So why
1: do you like it so much?
2: I like just that every day is different. Like I don't walk into work and I'm like, all right, this is the same, you know, I gotta do this activity. All right, now I gotta do this spreadsheet. It's literally different every single day, just depending on what my kids are coming to me with, depending, you know, if they're having a bad day, if they're coming in screaming and yelling, you know, it's just different and never boring. (laughs) I'm never just like standing there like, all right, what should I do? Because there's a hundred things that I can do. Definitely.
1: Yep. Sometimes there's kids throwing chairs at you.
2: Yeah, sometimes there's kids throwing chairs and at staplers. me. And
1: staplers. <laughs> yes, yeah. Similar yeah. theme we got going on Yep, I've
2: had, I've had an apple thrown at me too. <laughs> <laughs> Not this year, but yes. I mean, it's never boring, okay. and that's why I think I like
0: it. That is cool. So I'm going to drop this in early because yeah. it kind of relates. Like, do you – so for you, it's a little different. Like, you really can't regret going to college probably because you needed it, but would you recommend other people go to school? Like, what, what's your whole feeling on like, college in general?
2: Yeah, I mean, I loved college. I mean, if I didn't go to Whitewater, I wouldn't have met Andrew. That's right. And I wouldn't have ended up here in Milwaukee. I mean, the Whitewater teaching program is amazing. So I would say, if you're going into teaching, Whitewater is the school to be at because I basically have my job today because of that. Like, I applied through from my for my internship through Whitewater got the internship, and then was hired on with the same school district I got my internship at. It's amazing. Yeah. And they say that like your whitewater teaching degree, you know, if you apply for a school, like you kind of go on the top of the pile because it is such an awesome experience. Because before my first job teaching, I had experience in six different classrooms of different age levels, different categories, different, all kinds of different needs. So I had a ton of experience even before I was applying for my first job. That's awesome. All from Whitewater. Cool. So I don't regret it. I'd say you just got to know what you want to do. I mean.
0: Which is tough going into school. Yeah. Like, I don't think, you know, if mostly people I went to school are in school, went to school. Like, I don't know if anyone really knows what they're going to do when they go into school. I changed my major seven times. I didn't. Seven <laughs> times? <laughs> you changed it seven times? A lot.
2: Oh, man. And
0: I think the number is actually seven. Well, what were they? Number one? Oh, man. Number one was general business number two was marketing, number three was mathematics, took an entire semester of calculus classes, not fun, four was uh, PT, (laughs) five was back to general business, six was, so there's six, and then six was finance, and that's where I ended up.
2: And how long were you at Whitewater? Four years. I got lucky. All that in four years. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like when I switched back to business. You would casually be like, how long were you in school, idiot? Eight
1: and a half years.
0: (laughs) No, but when I switched back, like I went to my, my uh, what are they called, advisor? Yeah. And I went and I was like, guys, this is going to be bad. Because the semester beforehand, I dropped an accounting class like the middle way through. And I was like, I don't need this. It doesn't matter. Or
1: 241.
0: Um, Not accounting, sorry, econ.
1: Oh. And so I went in and I'm like,
0: all right, I'm going back to business. I know I'm stupid. How much longer am I going to have to go for? So, like, luckily, all the classes you took outside of this, like math and stuff, it's going to transfer over to a lot of the um, just, like, miscellaneous classes that you needed. And some of these are actually going to suffice some of the stuff you needed for, like, I don't know, bio or whatever it was. So I got lucky, and long story short, I only needed to go for eight semesters.
1: All right. Nice. Um, Bringing this back to our guest, Caitlin, though, even though that was a nice little fun trip down memory lane. Oh,
0: we never talked about
1: that. One thing that I think is kind of interesting is the spotlight that's been put on mental health uh, and other things such as autism and Asperger's in the past decade, probably. You know, as somebody who works in that field and um, has family with some of those things, how is that... Obviously, it's a good thing, but how have you seen that change in schools from when we were going to school to now you teaching them?
2: Yeah, definitely. I The biggest change I've seen is we, our school district now has a partnership with St. A's, which is a therapy company. They actually come in and we have a therapist. Um, right now, we actually have two therapists because they're part-time, um, who actually provide therapy sessions at school for a lot of our kids. So that's been an amazing change to see, and I think it's been really beneficial because there are so many kids coming in with trauma, and especially in my school district, I don't know why, but for whatever re- reason, our school has a lot of kids with um, coming from foster homes. So, foster homes, there's obviously some type of trauma in the background, whether you know for having to be in a foster home, and it's been really nice to have those therapists here. We have a social worker, which. I don't think we had a social worker growing up at our school. I think I did. Well, we didn't. Fort Atkinson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jefferson County.
2: (laughs) So that's been really nice. Almost every one of our schools in our school districts has a social worker to help with those kids who are coming from foster care. We have support like sending food home on the weekends, sending all of our schools are free and reduced lunch. So we have snacks and everything provided. We've got you know, services where we're providing meal cards to the families who are struggling. So it's been really cool to see that change. And especially because that's kind of happened since I started in our district. So it's been
0: cool. It's amazing. Is this like a, uh, is this like a statewide thing? Are all schools doing this or are you guys just one that's
2: doing it yourself? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think so. I think it's, there's just a big change around mental health and just it being more okay, okay to talk about it, okay to seek out the help that you need and getting the help for those kids who need it now rather than waiting until they're 18 years old and they got to go seek the help out on their own. Okay. So I think um, I want to say that it was just past where they're trying to move more mental health um, resources into the schools. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was just going to bring up because I think teaching and teachers and um, how do I put this delicately? The money that gets transferred to their bank accounts has been a large discussion in the state of Wisconsin for many years. Yeah. Um, but even in special ed and all that stuff, it's not always the easiest to get things or the help that, you know, they need, especially for teachers. So if somebody knows a teacher or has a teacher in the family, how can they help them out? Um, what can they do for them if they wanted to, such as? getting things to their classroom or whatever it may be
2: yeah well I know for me I mean you already know about this but this past school year there was this big movement called clear the lists for teachers and it was an Amazon list Um, so teachers from all over made Amazon wish lists to help build their classrooms and I was super blessed this year and I actually was gifted over like 50 items off my list so an entire library of new social thinking books which are amazing I've love teaching them now. Um, So I guess to answer your question, how can family members help out or friends and family? It's just kind of being there as a support person, because being a teacher is not just about teaching kids. Like I go to school and I'm a teacher, mom, nurse. Sometimes I feel like I'm just a babysitter at points, but like there's so many other things that I do at work that are aside from the teaching like just being that support person for all of my kids. So just kind of what my friends and family can do is just kind of be there to support me, listen to me, complain about my day. Snacks are always welcome
1: because
2: <laughs> kids eat a lot and they're super motivated by snacks, mm-hmm. flaming hot snacks. That's like a big thing. Now my kids will literally do anything for a bag of flaming hot Cheetos. Uh-huh. Me too. So <laughs>
1: I was going to say you as well. I mean, I love flaming hot <laughs> cheetos, too.
2: <laughs> but that's, I mean, snacks are always a good thing. Like a box of chips is, what, like $6? But that goes so far in motivating my students and anybody's students, really, because who doesn't want to do something for a bag of chips at school? <laughs> I was
1: going to say, in elementary school, it's chips, and then you go to college, and it's a T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> People will come up for anything. Yeah. <laughs> So let's get we've got a couple
0: minutes here. Yep. So let's ask that last question. I'll let you do it.
1: Oh, you want me to do it? Okay. So, oh, what would you tell twenty one year old Caitlin? And it cannot be. Don't go to the bar and meet Andrew. <laughs> 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 but what would you go back and tell twenty one year old Caitlin with all the knowledge you have now?
2: Hmm, it's a hard question because I feel like I kind of.
1: You've had two people to prepare.
2: I know, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like my route that I took to get here worked for me. I guess biggest advice Hmm this is hard. I'd say, like, getting involved more in college, because that's one thing that I kind of wish I would have done is, like, gotten out there, and I did it my last two years of college where I, you know, I was part of that, like, community garden on Whitewater's campus now. It's pretty new. I don't know if it was there when you all were there, but... She just called all the old. <laughs> Not all of you. <laughs> just some of you. <laughs> But that's one thing that I wish I would have just done earlier on in college, because then I feel like I would have met more people. I mean, I have some really solid friendships that I made in college, but just getting out and getting involved more, I think.
1: Mm -hmm. And you studied abroad. Not too many people, I feel like, do that anymore. At least I haven't met a lot of people that did, whether it's the money or whatever it may be. But What was that like? You went to Scotland and Europe, so you didn't have to learn a different language, which is good.
2: No, I didn't. And I... Actually, it was an awesome opportunity because I did, it was called Wisconsin in Scotland. So it was actually a Wisconsin university in Scotland. And the professors that taught me were from different Wisconsin universities. And my transfer credits actually came from River Falls. So it was zero hassle with trying to get my credits to transfer over. I was able to take classes that directly fit into what I needed we had a diversity credit we had to do at Whitewater. Mm-hmm. i sure you guys had to do that too. And I was able to fulfill that with a, a writing class over there. And all of my credits transferred over. I didn't lose any credits, but it was amazing. I lived in a castle, which was amazing. And I met so many people there. I had a great time. I got to travel because when you're abroad, it's so cheap to travel other places. So I got to go to Ireland and London And I would tell everybody study abroad because it was amazing. It was a great opportunity. I wish I would have. You should have.
1: Yeah, between your seven majors.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you would (laughs) have had time for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How much time do we have left? Is that it? it? Yeah. Oh, wow. That was twenty minutes. That was quick. First podcast in the book. Good job. Um, If you have another list next year or wherever, are you on social? If you want to plug that, your Twitter, if you know it.
2: Um, I believe my Twitter is at Catlin, C-A-T-L-Y-N, mm-hmm.
1: M25. Sure. Don't look at me.
2: <laughs> I think that's my Twitter name.
1: There it is. And there's an underscore.
2: No underscores. <laughs> On Instagram, Under I'm Michelle 1222 On Instagram. On Instagram. Nice. I think so. All right. So thanks for coming on I don't feel bad that you don't know your Instagram because I didn't even know I'm happy I'm not the only one <laughs> that's
1: true um, you're not the only millennial that didn't know their Instagram um, yeah I guess I didn't understand mine. I'm at Jakubitz at J-A-K-U-B-I-C-Z on Twitter that's where I'm most active if you ever want to interact with me I am on Instagram Andrew Jakubitz on uh, and everything else so connect with me uh, reach out and uh thank you to everybody who came out tonight we really appreciate it so applause for you guys and uh for sitting and listening to us for an hour so (laughs) thank you and thank you for sitting up here for 20 minutes
2: thank you for having me appreciate it for
1: having me all right (laughs) thank you